because we need to know who it is that we're having this discussion with. And so I want to use, um, start with the scriptures in Matthew, the sixth chapter. In Matthew, the sixth chapter, beginning at the sixth verse. Jesus said, but when you pray, go into your room, and when you have shut your door, pray to your Father, who is in, sec- who is in the secret place, and your Father, who sees in secret, will reward you openly. And when you pray, do not use vain repetitions as the heathen do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Therefore, don't be like them, for your Father knows the things you have need of before you ask Him. So Jesus says that when we pray, we first of all, pray to our father and i think it's important to have that understanding and that picture of who it is we're praying to you know we're not praying to an idol we're not praying to an object we're not praying to something that doesn't exist but it says we're praying to our father we're praying to someone who we have a relationship father child relationship And we pray to our Father in heaven. And you know, it's important to know that it's it's that kind of relationship that the whole reason for who we are and what we do exists. That you know, we talk about religion, and you know, Christianity is a religion. But we must always remember that it's not just a religion, it's a relationship. And this, this relationship, when we pray, we're talking to our Heavenly Father. You know, the one that cares for us, the one that, who has made us His child. And so it says that we come to Him. He's the one who, who cares for us. He's the one who provides for us. He's the one who protects us. He's the one who saves us. And so when we pray, we pray to our Father. And Jesus talked here a little bit about, He said, when you pray, he says, pray in secret. Your father who, seeks in sec- who sees in secret will reward you openly. He says, don't pray in vain repetitions like the heathen do, for they want to be heard for their many words. We have to be very careful and remind ourselves it's not the words we say. We don't, you know, so many times people say, well, I don't want to pray. I don't know if I'll say the right words. It's not about words. It's a relationship. It's a relationship. I've told the story before, but I just I think it's such a great story. Um, one time we went to a conference down in Columbus, Ohio, and while we were there, why um, one of our one of our fellows got involved in a little girl being hurt, and she was in a parking lot, if I remember right, and she got hurt, and so he went over and he prayed for her, and as he was praying, why somebody else was standing there watching, and when he was all done, some well-meaning person come up and said he didn't pray right they started to scrutinize his prayer and and i don't know the whole details of what that was all about but he gave the best answer that i've ever heard he said that's okay i wasn't talking to you and i think that is such a great answer because how many times do we do we find us maybe doing that you know a lot of people say well i don't want to pray in public because i can't pray very well or well, so-and-so, they can really pray. I always want to know, what does that mean, you can really pray? I don't know what that even means. I mean, we're talking about communicating to our Father. And I think sometimes we make it out to be something it's not. 
And I think sometimes we can tend to make it religious if we're not careful. And I think sometimes as I've thought about this message, you know, I want to I talk about prayer. I want to teach on prayer. I want us to learn about prayer. But, you know, the outcome isn't so that we pray right and say the right words exactly, but it's so that we know how that relationship with our Heavenly Father is so that we can communicate with Him. And we, we know how to do that. And, and it's not just about teaching you all the right words to say and all the spiritual-sounding words. You know, we're talking about a relationship. You know, Jesus went on to, you know, talks about vain repetition. Can you imagine if you're, you and your earthly child in a relationship, if once a week your child come up to you and says, Dear Dad, I love you very much. Dear Dad, thank you for everything. Thank you for providing for me. Amen. And then next week, your child come up to you and says, Dear Dad, I love you very much. You know, would you begin to think maybe that they didn't really mean what they were saying? And I believe it's the same thing with our Heavenly Father, that it's not about vain repetition. Now, there's some things, you know, you can only say some things a certain way. I understand that. So some things are going to come out the same way, you know. It's kind of hard if you're asking the Lord to bless your food to think of creative ways to say that, you know. It's like, you know, we have food, we need to bless it. But, you know, it needs to be a relationship. It needs to be communication that comes from the heart. And so we need to see that it's not vain repetitions. It's not repeating the same words over and over. And Jesus went on to say to his disciples, then he said, in this manner, in Matthew 6, 9, he says, in this manner, therefore, pray, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Our Father in heaven. Our Father. Our Father, the one that's in heaven. You know, we have earthly fathers, but we have our Father in heaven. And so it's out of that relationship, it's out of that relationship that we pray. And how do we become his children? You know, it's important, you know, and I'm, I'm going to just briefly go over that a little bit with you. But it's important to know that we have to become his children. We are not just automatically children of God. Not just because we're born. We aren't born children of God. In John 1.12. John 1.12, it says, To as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, to those who believe in his name. As many, you have to receive him. You have to receive him. You have to accept him. You have to accept what he's done and believe in him. And to those he gave the right to become the children of God. It doesn't mean that I just believe he exists. You know, I believe that a lot of people believe there is a God, that he exists somewhere. But when we believe in him, it's different. It's putting our trust in him. We put our trust in him. In Galatians, the third chapter, Galatians, the third chapter, the 26th verse. It says, for you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. We are his sons. And when it says sons, it, the Bible, when it says sons, it's just like if it says man, there's a lot of times the Bible, when it says man, it means mankind. When it says sons, it means sons and daughters. That, you know, 
we're all sons and daughters through faith. You know, that we, we believe and we have faith. We put our faith in him. We trust him. And that, that faith is something that's not just, I believe there is a God, but you know what? I trust him. I trust him to take care of me. I trust him that he has forgiven my sins. I have faith in him. And it's that kind of faith that then causes us to be children of God. Causes us to be his children. And he allows us to be. And then we can call him our father. And then in Romans, the eighth chapter, Romans, the eighth chapter, the 16th verse. It says, the spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. When we become children of God, his spirit dwells in us. And that spirit inside of us bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if we get to a place where we have any doubts or fears or anything that starts to come in, we need to ask God to remind us that his spirit dwells in us and let his spirit remind our spirit that we, be, we are children of God, that we are his children. We are his children. And this relationship is a spiritual relationship. It's a spiritual relationship. So the spirit that dwells within us reminds us that we're children of God. In Romans, the third chapter, the fifth verse. Oh, excuse me, John, the third chapter, Romans John, the third chapter, the fifth verse. Jesus told Nicodemus, he said, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of flesh is flesh, and that which is born of spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I say to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear the sound of it, but cannot tell where it comes from and where it goes. So is everyone who is born of the Spirit. We are children of God because we're born of his spirit. It's a spiritual relationship. We do it by faith. You know, we can't see him. We have no physical seeing of him. But by faith and because his spirit dwells within us, we know that we are his children. We're his children. And he is our father. So when we pray, we pray out of that relationship. We pray out of that relationship, that father-to-child relationship. And because of that, we can come to him. And we can come to him just like children come to any father. But you know what? You have to be a child for God to hear you. You have to be a child. In Proverbs, Proverbs the fifth chapter, the 29th verse. It says, The Lord is far from the wicked, but he hears the prayer of the righteous. The Lord is far from the wicked, but he hears the prayer of the righteous. His children. We're his children because of what Jesus has done for us. We're not righteous in our own. We're not righteous, but we're righteous because of Jesus dying on a cross and forgiving us of our sins. And then we become his children. Proverbs says that he hears us because we're his children. 
And it says that he does not hear the wicked. He does not hear the wicked. So, not everyone who thinks they're praying is always praying. Not everyone who says, let's pray, does God actually hear their prayers. Because you, he only hears your prayer if you're one of his children. You have to be a child. You have to be a child. You have to be one of his children. And then he hears our prayers. And we have a relationship. It's a relationship. It's a relationship. And I think we need, we've, personally, I think we've lost that in some places. I think we've turned prayer into, well, if you get in a really big bind, the thing to do is pray. If things really get bad, the thing to do is pray. If our nation has a disaster, it seems like the right thing to do is to pray. And I don't say it's not. But what I do say is that he only hears the prayers of his children. And so consequently, I think it's important for us who know that we're his children to make sure that we pray. To make sure that we pray in those situations because he hears the prayers of his children. Now, it's not for me to decide who his children are, but I'm just telling you he hears the prayers of his children. Okay? And the Bible says he doesn't hear the prayers of the wicked. The only prayer that I believe that, you know, this is, my, this is me, the only prayer that I believe he hears when a wicked person prays is, Lord, forgive me. Lord, forgive me. And that person repents and becomes a child. A child. We've got to be a child. Because it's a relationship. It's our Father. And so we pray. You know, sometimes when we think about children, maybe we think, well, you know, um, it doesn't seem like you should be a child. It seems childish. But let me say this. You know, it's not about being childish. It's about being childlike. In Mark, the 10th chapter. Mark, the 10th chapter, beginning at the 13th verse. They brought little children to Jesus that he might touch them. The disciples rebuked those who brought them. But when Jesus saw it, he was greatly displeased. And he said to them, let the little children come to me and don't forbid them. For of such is the kingdom of God. Assuredly, I say to you, unless whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will by no means enter it. And so he, then he took them up in his arms, laid his hands on them, and he blessed them. He says, unless we do not receive the kingdom of God as a little child, we would by no means enter it. I believe one of the things is he reminds us that we're all children. And we receive the kingdom of God like children. Like children. Simple, childlike trust and faith. One of the things that I think I do as an adult is sometimes I make it too difficult. I make it too difficult. Children are very simple. Children are very childlike. They just trust. They just trust. And they trust no matter what. And you know, as adults, sometimes we get to thinking too much, I believe. Not that there's anything wrong with thinking, but we can get ourselves in a spot where we make it way too difficult. Make things way too difficult. And I believe it's simple. Simple, simple childlike faith 
Prayer is just a heart-to-heart talk with God. I think sometimes it's being honest. He knows everything anyway. It's just being honest. Lord, I'm having a hard day. Lord, this is tough. Lord, what I'm going through is difficult. Lord, I'm struggling. Lord, I'm mad. You know, I've had people say they're mad at God. I say that's okay. I wouldn't recommend being mad too long, but it's okay. He understands. Eventually, you better get over it. You better get to a place where you're not mad. But I understand that sometimes we can be mad at him. It's okay. God can handle it. He knows what's going on. He knows where we're at. You know, it's just a heart-to-heart talk with him. Childlike, simple, simple trust. You know, it's simple. Remember Jesus says, don't make it difficult. Don't make it lots of words. Don't make it wordy. Don't try to make it sound right. You know, just share your heart. Just share your heart. He's our Father. He loves us. He loves us. We, we, I, I, I think sometimes that's just hard for us to completely understand. That He loves us. He wants good for us. He's not against us. Yeah, we have an enemy who comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But our Father, He loves us. So we go to our Father, and we talk to Him about what's going on. We let Him know where we're at. We let Him know we're struggling. We let Him know we're hurting. We let Him know what's going on. But then by faith, we trust Him. That simple childlike faith says, Okay, Lord, here's what's going on. I'm having a hard time, but Lord, I'm trusting You. I put my trust in You. My faith is in You because You're my Heavenly Father. And you, You want what's good for me. You know, he wants what's good for us. Do you know that sometimes what's good for us isn't what always what, what I want? You know? Sometimes we pray and we pray for certain things and, well, we're kind of upset we don't get them because, well, I, this is what I wanted or how I thought it should be. And you know what? God knows what's best. He knows what's really good for us. You know? He knows what's good for us. He knows knows what we need. The Bible says even at points in time, it says that sometimes it's good for us to be chastened. The Bible says if God's not disciplining us, then we're probably not his children. So, you know, it's okay. It's okay. We can know. That's part of being a child. Part of being one of his children is that he will chasten us. And that's okay. You know, it's okay to go through those times. And, and let God work in us and mold us and make us. You know, sometimes we sing songs like that. Mold me, make me, fill me, use me. Yeah. Until he starts molding me, making me, filling me, and using me. And then I go, oh, I don't think I like this. You know? But it's, it's, it's a father. A loving, heavenly father. And so that's who we go to. When we pray, we're praying to our Heavenly Father because we're His children. Because we're His children. You have to be children. Step one, you need to be a child. His child. You need to be one of His children. And we do that by faith and trusting Him and being born again. You have to be born of the Spirit to be a child of God. 
It's a spiritual relationship. We come to him in that relationship. And we have relationship with him. And then it's out of that that we then pray, our father, our father, my father, your father, my heavenly father, my heavenly father. We're going to continue to look at prayer. We're going to continue to to share some some things that that we do need to know. You know, next week we're going to talk about hallowed be your name. You know, there's something about his name. Something about his name. You know, he's our heavenly father, but I'll tell you what, he's got a name. And we need to hallow it. We need to call it holy and keep it that way. So let's all stand. Heavenly Father, we just thank you that we can come to you as your children. And Lord, we can bring all of our concerns, all of our struggles, our fears, we can bring it to you because you love us and you care about us. So Lord, help us to always keep that prayer relationship simple, that communication simple, heart to heart, a talk. Lord, we thank you that you love each of us. And Lord, if there's anyone here this morning that, that maybe doesn't, isn't sure that they're one of your children, Lord, I pray that you just speak to their heart. Lord, help them to receive you. To many as receive you and believe you and have faith in you, they are your children. So Lord, if there's anyone here this morning that's never received you, I pray that you would encourage them to do that today. And Lord, I pray you'd encourage them to come up and, and let... Uh, Pam and Tom, pray with them, or Rose and Jim, Lord, that they would come up up front and let us pray with them about that. Lord, it's, it's important sometimes to have people agree with us to solidify our decisions. So, Lord, we thank you for that. We thank you. We pray that you would just continue to help us to, to look to you and trust you for everything that we need. Be with us throughout this week. Lord, we thank you for taking care of each and every one of us. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, Amen. Yes.